Welcome to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. Now here's our mama. Hey y'all, welcome back to Getting Cozy with Erin Hill. You guys, you know I'm obsessed with dating shows, reality TV, and I have a new obsession and it's called F-Boy Island. It is on HBO Max and I am so proud to announce that I am a brand new HBO Max partner and I will be bringing you all the exclusive interviews from all the F-Boys and nice guys. And we're not sure who this first guest is. His name is Mark Moran and he is actually on Wall Street. I'm talking to him live in New York right now and he's in investment banking and I am so excited to get to know him. He's gonna tell us all about who he was before F-Boy Island. And I don't know, maybe he'll spill a little tea if he can. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm pretty convinced. We'll see, Erin. Well, thank, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here, Mark. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. This is great. I love it. Let's do it. And you guys, I have to tell you, I'm looking at the most beautiful view of downtown New York. What part of New York did you say you're in? I know you're in New York City. So but... this is Hudson Yards right now. So we're looking down uh, south. And before they built a building there, you can see the Statue of Liberty. But the Empire State Building is right there. And great place to be. New York's coming back. The city's open. We're having a good time. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Well, I will be there in September. We might need to have to. We're definitely there. getting drinks. So let me know when. I'll pick the place. We'll do it. Sounds amazing. Well, let's get into let's it. I'm so obsessed with this new show. You are my very first guest out of the cast. So I hope you feel special because you should. I, you know, someone <laughs> had to pop your F boy island virginity. And if not me, then who? So I guess let's talk about who you were before you got on the show. I think you grew up in Virginia. I did. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm an East Coaster as well. I'm living in California now, but I grew up in the East Coast. So how would you describe your childhood? Did you have an idyllic childhood? Did you have kind of a crazy childhood? Did you move around a lot? So uh, my father was in the military. He's a military psychologist. Um, so I was born at the Naval Academy. And luckily, that was kind of at the tail end of his time in the military. So we moved from Annapolis to a suburb of Washington, D.C. Uh, when I was like two or three. And then I just grew up in a, you know, a suburb of DC for the rest of my life. So it was, uh, and actually this is an interesting point. We're already kicking this off, but so for me, like, you know, I had a very stereotypical childhood from, you know, what I just assumed that everyone else has and being on the show and kind of being exposed to a bunch of people from different backgrounds and stuff. Like that was one of the things that some of the guys would ask me they're like, at one point, we're like up at four in the morning, getting to know everyone. And Anthony, my roommate, was like, yo, what was it like playing catch with your dad? And, you know, you just kind of think that's normal, right? If you're adjusted to that and you have that. And then you realize that that's not everyone's background. And, I mean, mm -hmm. it was it was a wild experience because you are around so many different people from different backgrounds that, you know, you get to know each other and, like, they get to know you. And it was it was just awesome. So I would say, to me, I had a very stereotypical upbringing. I went to undergrad at William & Mary and ran track there and then went to law school right after and then got an MBA and then came up here. So, you know, to me, it was all normal. But then I went to F-Boy yeah. Island, so a little plot twist. <laughs> a little curveball. <laughs> Do you have any siblings? I have one older brother. He's eight years older, so okay. a little bit of an age gap with us. And he lives in L.A., actually. Oh, very cool. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, do you have any uh, desire to ever come to the West Coast or do you think the East Coast is the best coast? You know, so ultimately I want to go back to Virginia at some point in time. Once, uh, you know, I find a nice F girl, we go back to Virginia, <laughs> everything's great. But uh, no, I, I do think, uh, you know, I've been out to LA a few times recently and a lot of my friends from the island are there. So I yes. may be making a, a move there, who knows? Very cool. You could be in my neck of the woods, maybe. That's awesome. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you it. got that pool, so I may I may come join your right? two children. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so fun. Oh my God. So okay, you how did you get on the show? Like I always love asking people how that happened because there's so many different ways, right? Mm-hmm. This is really funny actually. Yeah. So I, I like I don't watch TV or movies or really anything. But so I was on Hinge, the dating app. Yeah. And it was it was like late December. I matched with this woman and she's like, hey, uh, you know, uh, I ha- I actually have a boyfriend and I don't even live in New York. I live in L.A. But have you ever thought about doing television? I'm like, I'm, I'm not going on The Bachelor, not doing something like that. You know what? No, thank you. Um, and, you know, she kind of kept pestering me. And then ultimately I was like, OK, it's COVID. I'm going on dates in New York where it's outdoor dining only. My toes are freezing by the time yeah. uh, the date's over. I'll talk to her. I'll have a few conversations. And then I started talking to, I would have these Zooms like every Tuesday. And I started talking to people. Uh, I knew they were from Warner Brothers, but I didn't know, you know, there was no name of the show and all the legal documents. It was titled Untitled Dating Show. Oh, wow. Um, and and I was pretty reluctant because it's like, you know, I got a, a good job here, like mm-hmm. not trying to go put myself out there and, you know, have something, uh, you know, be cutting away or whatever. That would be bad. Yeah. And so um, I have a childhood best friend who, who's always been telling me, you need to go on reality TV. And it's like, okay, sure. Uh, and then I kind of find out this is a comedy. There's a big plot twist to it. There's all these different variables. Yeah. And I was like, this is kind of interesting. Because for me, like, don't think that I would be able to go on something like The Bachelor or Bachelorette and really kind of fake something. And so I was like, okay, if it's comedy, you know, if I don't like any of the girls, I'll just tell some jokes. Yes. And so... Yes. Yeah, I, like I and so I started having these conversations. The more I talked with people, the more interested I became in it. And it was like, and my friend uh, Bailey, she was like, you know, you don't think you're gonna do it right now, but you're gonna do it. And so I kind of held <laughs> off to the last minute uh, until telling my parents. And so my mom, who my parents are very different, like politically and everything. So my mom, who's like very liberal, my dad's very conservative. Oh gosh. My mom was like, I don't, I don't know. You know, you never know with these things. And my dad's like, honestly, like. Why not? You may learn something about yeah. yourself. And once I heard that, I was like, all right, I'm in. I'm doing it. So. Right. Oh, my gosh. I am laughing because I and you don't know this because we just met, but I actually interview people from The Bachelor. Oh, oh I have a good story about this. Oh, actually. I'd love to hear it. OK, so then my friend Bailey was like, there's this guy, Bennett Jordan oh, from yes. The Bachelor, Bachelorette. And he lives in New York. He's another finance guy. You guys probably like would get along, reach out to him. So I'm like, okay, who's this guy? Go to Instagram. I sent him an email. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about doing a reality television show. Um, Would you want to get drinks one day? And he replies immediately. And now we're very good friends. It's a hilarious friendship. Yeah, yeah. So we like we'll hang out once twice a week, but I remember meeting him the first time, and he was telling me kind of all the ins and outs of things, and just you know he was really the one who ultimately sold me on it. He was like, if this guy did it and everything works out, you know, why not? Wow, that is awesome! <laughs> I love that. 
Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I started my podcast basically interviewing people from The Bachelor. And that's... Really? Yes. And you got to tell him about my sex podcast because he needs to come on that because it's literally called Batch After Dark. I will definitely <laughs> tell him about that. The first person I'm texting after this, yes. Ben and Jordan. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> it's such a small world, isn't it? It's so crazy. It, it really small. is. It really crazy is. Small. So you're talking to this girl on Hinge. By the way, I'm a dating, I'm a dating coach, too. So okay. I love him. I'm pretty good at him, so now I'm not on it anymore. Okay. I might okay. re-download it, but now did you ever try the video portion of Hinge? Because that's really where it's at. So I've I've had a few FaceTimes with people oh, uh, back back when I was doing it. But uh, honestly, like part of what led me to do the show is that I, I felt like I was going on so many dates and I was really at, like kind of only talking to the same types of people. And it's funny because one of my friends made like an NCAA tournament bracket of all the people I was talking to. Oh my god. And, they all kind of look the same. And, you know, I kind of felt like, okay, I'm going to turn 30 in September. I really need to start doing something different because clearly this hasn't, you know, worked out. Um, And, you know, really kind of maybe expose myself to different personalities or different people. And, uh, and, and that's what I did. And honestly, one one of the things to me, like like I said, like I I didn't watch reality TV. I watched a lot of the bachelor when I was in quarantine. Oh, you did. I did. I did. I watched Bennett's season. Those guys are the best guys. I love those guys. Amazing. It, I mean, it's it's pretty entertaining. And so yeah. the the whole thing with Elon Gale, like I did not know mm-hmm. who he was. I did not know that he was kind of the the crux of you know yep. the Bachelor Bachelorette franchise. And then you come to find out he was the one behind all this stuff. Yep. It's like okay, I see what we're doing here, dude. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so technically, you are on the Bachelor, right? <laughs> Basically, yeah. It's it's kind of the modern version because yeah. what appealed to me is that they're like, look, this is more of a narrative on modern dating. Right. Uh, it's not something, and it's like, I, I honestly, it's like anyone who's kind of relatively self-aware can go on one of these shows and come across as a, like a perfect person. Yeah. And for me, it's like, you know, everyone has flaws and vulnerabilities and whatever. Yeah. And so it's like, if I'm going to go do something, I'd rather, you know, kind of, for me, I feel like it's very easy to kind of pretend to be a perfect person, but yeah. it's harder to be vulnerable and to really talk about, you know, what, you know, what your imperfections are and stuff. Absolutely. And so that that was actually something that appealed to me. Um, and in the show, I just watched the first three seasons yesterday. There's actually another guy from the show, Colin Carter, who uh, he is staying in my apartment right now, but he's at dinner. No um, way! Yeah. Oh my yeah, yeah, gosh. Yeah. Famous guy. So he's very good. <laughs> he's actually my mom's favorite. I'm like, I'm oh, not your favorite. Right. And she's like, what am I? Maybe I should grow a beard. I don't know. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so that was amazing. But now, where, when in September is your birthday? Uh, the 13th. So I was actually born on Friday the 13th. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Which some people were like, okay, that explains everything. But I... <laughs> no, no I, I'm actually a really big fan of yours. I've watched two episodes Thank now. You. I need to watch the third. But I, uh, I had my husband watch with me because it was my birthday. So I'm like, okay, you have mm-hmm. to watch whatever I tell you to watch, right? exactly exactly legally as a lawyer legally speaking he has to he does right i know so i'll be there the 17th so i'll be there right after your birthday amazing we're definitely getting drinks i can't wait sure and you gotta have bennett we'll bring bring bennett too that's perfect yes (laughs) i love it (laughs) they did a great job in terms of casting for racial diversity yeah too many people from Ohio. It's like, how do we have so many people from Ohio? I don't get it. It's crazy. True. 
I like that because I'm from Kentucky. So I'm like, oh, look okay. at all these, you know, Midwest boys. Like, I, I love that, yeah. right? But you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And then, like, the rest of them are from L.A. So it's like, what Exactly, happened? yeah. And it's just like, then me and Chris from New York. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. So you, you're talking to this girl on Hinge, and then she's telling mm-hmm. you about the show, and she kind of, like, recruits you through Hinge? Yeah, and she's like, look, I really want you to meet some of the producers wow. of the show. And I, I like, I kind of didn't reply for a little well, bit, yeah. and then told my friend and she's like just go do it like do it and I was like okay fine I, I kind of knew if I was gonna do it like if I go talk to him like I'll tell a few jokes it'll be great I'll get on the show great but I you know I was a little bit hesitant like with my job and everything but then I also thought like look I'm gonna be 30 years old doing like this corporate job it's the middle of quarantine if I'm ever gonna do something that will push me out of a comfort zone yep. maybe it's now and honestly the when I was in quarantine I remember one of my producers uh Dory she was like, you don't get it yet, and you're very skeptical of this, but you're going to become a better person by going on reality television. And I was like, this lady's full of shit. No way. She was a producer on the Jersey Shore. Like, I'm not listening to her. Wow. Um, and honestly, it, it was something that, like, I came back a very different person. I hear that from every cast member I have ever, really? ever interviewed. Because you're forced to look at who you really are, Right. You are. And you, do you, did you get therapy like through the show basically from, like with the producers and like, yeah, no. And that's kind of the funny, like my dad is a military psychologist. So he's used to breaking people down, building them back up. And my mother was an editor for the American psychological association. So like oh I grew up in a very psychologically oriented family and I was like, these people or whatever they're I'm, I'll go do my, my thing, you know, fine. Yeah. But it was, it was really more, it's like, you know, I was in an environment where, you know, through sports and stuff growing up, like I've been exposed to a very diverse group of friends and everything, but in working on Wall Street for a few years, like you know, it's all white males. Yeah. And so I go on the show and it's kind of like brought me back to being a kid where it's just like, you know, no one really understands what, what you do. I don't understand what an influencer is, all these things. Right. And you're really kind of forced to like, just get back to like, it's like, I would always say, look, at the end of the day, we're all very different. We're all idiots though. We're all in that boy <laughs> island. And so, it, you know, you leave the show and like, I remember a few days in, cause I, I kind of knew going into the show, how I would be portrayed initially, you know, like Wall Street, douchebag, whatever. Yeah. I'm used to not making a good first impression. It was really awesome for me to just get to know everyone after, you know, like, I feel like in life though, if you don't make a good first impression on someone, then when they start to like you, then you're much better friends than you would be if, you know, whatever. But it's like the friendships I developed on the show, it's awesome. I mean, it it was totally life-changing because one, you have to be vulnerable. You really have to put yourself out there. And like the the only problem that I have with the show is like you have F boys and you have nice guys. And in reality, there's not that big of a difference between any one of us. Mother just sent me an article talking is like a Vanity Fair article or something about how self-aware the show is. And I think, you know, one of my issues with ever going on a dating show prior to this would be, I'm not going to go and kind of pretend to be this perfect version of myself. Like, I feel like I've done that so much in my life that I'd much rather be vulnerable and, uh, you know, open up and kind of be who I am. And I think that's what a show like this allows everyone to do, where it's like, you really have to uh, put all of yourself out there or else, you know, Nikki, CJ, or one of the girls is going to get you. And, you know, there's yeah. too many people who are going to be able to figure out what who you actually are and what's going on. And so Definitely. it was a very great experience of growth that I, to be honest, was the last person to expect that, uh, you know, that would happen. I just thought that it would be, you know, I'd go on, tell a few jokes, you know, 
whatever, it's fine. And then move on. But it was something that now that I'm back in New York, like I came back, I kind of uh, deleted all my day naps, read a bunch of books and really focused on myself. And it's been, it's been an amazing experience, honestly. Oh, I love hearing that. I do. I love hearing that. I hear it so often and it makes me happy because I think that dating shows in general have a very negative you mm. know, connotation. Exactly. And I love that, you know, they're trying to kind of change the narrative. And I think that having um, Alon be involved in it because he did such great work, you know, on the Bachelor yeah. franchise is awesome. Like as soon as I heard he was involved, I'm like, I cannot wait to watch this. And Nikki yeah. Glazer, I've met in person and mm. she is unreal. Like She's I so love funny. her. She is right? so funny. She's so just like naturally funny. She doesn't even try. It's so cool. I, I love like seeing where she came from and where she is now. You know, I'm just such a big cheerleader for her. So she was the perfect hostess. This show, like I, I've watched it probably two, three times so far. And like you keep noticing different things and it gets funnier and funnier. And I'm not sure because like I, I feel like with reality TV, like the, the, you know, the viewers, like they love figuring out like the differences in scenes and things that the editing messed up. But I almost feel like on, on this show, it's on purpose that they're doing that. And it's all like this big, this big game. So they're like trolling the viewers. Well, I mean, it is a parody of a dating show, you know? That's true. But it, which is funny because there's point. serious emotion and there's serious vulnerability yeah. that's going on and stuff. But right. I almost feel like that's what makes it more powerful. Like one of the things to me is, you know, so they did a great job with kind of the racial diversity of the casting, right? And so it's- They did. They, they crushed it. And so it's like, you know, then you have me. And it's like, you know, you, dime a dozen New York, you know, idiot. So it's like, I, I think like the beauty of it is like the friendships that we form because we're all like forced to be there on twin beds, living it like we walk in these rooms <laughs> like, Fun bed. oh, I'm on, I walked in my room, call in one of my roommates and then Anthony are there. I'm like, yes, I got a top bunk. Like, all right, screw me. <laughs> uh, and by the end of it, I was like, I'm glad I got eliminated because I feel like the bunk bed was about to fall apart because it's like, Oh, no. I had I texted all the producers because they sent us this thing uh, where they, they there was a map and they accidentally had the names of things I'm like Kempakai. Okay, this is like eight to twelve million dollar, uh, you know, house that this is definitely going to be where the girls stay. We're definitely at the cottages that yeah. are down here, and so I looked at all the rooms on the cottages. There were like twelve. Shout out to Lynn, who's the owner of the cottages. Uh, former corporate lawyer, and and I'm like, okay, this looks nice, like good. And I text Dory, my producer, I'm like, I want this room. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> the fuck you do. And then I get there, I'm like, oh wow, this is not what the picture is online. They removed all the nice beds. There's bunk beds, oh. and I have to live here now. So and it it right? was hilarious. It was hilarious. And it, and you know like they make us pack our bags every you know every time there's elimination. So I remember yeah. like going into it. I'm like I'm I'm good. I don't care. Like I I'm totally fine. CJ's a big fan. Great. And so I didn't really pack my bags. And then they were super pissed after. Like I just been eliminated. And they're like, oh, well, what shit's yours? What's not? I'm like. It's all, oh, it's all no. mine and I need it all for tomorrow because <laughs> on the end, so one of the funny things is, so I, um, because I was using so much like sunscreen and I, I've like, I'm, I'm obviously very pale. Um, I've never been, Same. you know, in like a tropical environment for that long. I, I actually went to the yeah. Caymans with an ex-girlfriend for like four days, uh, or she just yelled at me the whole time. Um, but 
wasn't a fan of my jokes. That's why she's an addict. Yeah, well, yeah. I tell a lot of bad jokes, so. <laughs> <laughs> but so, so I, I had never kind of like been in the sun for that long, so I'd be putting sunscreen on left and right, and I got an infection because yeah, uh, I would shade every day because I'm not like calling I can't grow a beard. And so you you wouldn't notice it, but like I could I could like barely move like the bottom of my jaw by the third episode. Oh. So I'm like I, I know I'm about to get eliminated. Oh my so, god! So so I get eliminated. I go to the hospital the next day to just get you know like a normal like prescription is I don't know it's like a normal you know yeah. acne thing. And then it was fine, but it's yeah. like this sucks. You are fully prepared to go on the Bachelorette now. To be honest. I mean. <laughs> More, more bachelor, but who knows? We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk to Elon. You know, you I, I, he'd have to convince my mother, which you know, that would be a tough, that'd be a tough <laughs> I'm pretty convincing. Okay, so your mental health. Do you, how do you feel your mental health is? Because anybody who's gone on a reality TV show, the way it can be edited can really affect your mental yeah. health. Yeah. So how watching it back. How do you feel about that? Yeah, so I mean, I, I think for me, it's like I, I, there's a lot of stuff that I thought was funny, entertaining, whatever that wasn't put in there, and it, it's like one of these things where like you know what you're you're signing up for, right? And so they have kind of an agenda, they're doing whatever, and so you know at the end of the day, like you can't be too concerned. Like I, I feel like my personality came across. That's all I care about. Good. I didn't make an idiot of Good. myself, and that was kind of my number one goal going into it, but. The mental health aspect is actually something that's like really important because I'm kind of a pretty closed off person normally. Um, and like, I don't talk about my emotions with other guys or anything. And when I was on the show, we would have these kind of emotional conflict. Like, I, I cried a lot on the show, not like about the women or anything. Like it's just about the conversations that we'd be having. Like talking to Anthony where it's like, I mean, in the beginning, like he thought I was part of production and you know, it's like a white guy. And by the end of it, he's like, yo, if I saw you on the street, we would never be friends. But like now, like you're my guy, like I fuck with you. And it's like, but you talk to someone where it's like, I, I, like we were talking about earlier, like it's like normal for me to like have both parents around. And that's my perspective and all of kind of like the prisons that I have that I view things. And it's like, you know, like his father is in, in, in jail. And he's like, tell me how he communicates. Like I'm live at and stuff. And it's like, and he says, what's it like playing catch with your dad? Because he never did that. And it's like, I started crying, like, when that happened. It was, and it was such an emotional yeah. thing. Because it's like, it, it, it's dangerous. It's, it's, it's an F boy but it's like the connections that we all made. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And you just learn so much, okay. you know, from each other. And it's like, at the end of the day, you know, it was F boy but we really became an F family. Aww. And the bromance. The bromance. They were getting so really upset with that. Because we, we were having more fun with each other than. Right. <laughs> They're like, hello. They're yeah, like, can you here. please talk there? It's like, oh, no. And it's like, and it was funny because it's like CJ, uh, like the, the male version, Casey. So Casey, he was like the only other one at this time who was like kind of going after CJ. And so yeah. we all wanted to hang out with the guys and be like, can you go talk to her, please? Like no one else is going to do it. So it's like, why don't you do it? Wow. And it was, I mean, and, and CJ, Frank, like very remarkable person, like very strong, confident woman, like she's phenomenal yeah. like have nothing but the best things to say about her but she definitely intimidated yeah. pretty much everyone except for me and casey so wow that was what i was gonna ask you what was your first impression of her when she came out because you had never seen the girls yeah. 
Obviously. I mean, I, I, I personally had stalked him on Instagram. Um, well, that's true. But... Well, and it was funny because I was thinking I was just going to go after Sarah. And yeah. then CJ walks out and it's like, she's so confident. And like, I feel like for me, like one of the things like I kind of have a very, or I had a very traditional view of like white picket fence, you know, I'm the one who does the job, makes the money and the wife yeah. takes care of the kids. The gender. And talk, yeah, exactly. And then I talked to CJ and I was like, whoa, like she's a confident woman. She's got, this is great. Like, yeah, you can tell me what to do. Amazing. Uh, and so now I'm trying to be a stay at home dad. So uh, <laughs> no, no. Well, I was... yeah. No, go ahead. But, but I was going to say, so, like, I was very surprised at that, because I remember uh, during the, intro, like, the first episode, because every, um, we would film for three days for one episode. So, like, there's so much that kind of goes into it. And so this is, yeah. you know, a few hours into the first day where we're all still processing emotions. I'm like, I, I think Sarah. And two hours later, I'm like, no, I'm going for CJ. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so you did get a date with CJ. I did. And I was very surprised that it didn't go more in the like romantic way were you surprised too like i had talked to cj the night prior and um she's like and i was like look i know there's 23 other guys here you got a lot of people to meet so i'm not worried about any of them like you know whatever you need me yeah i'm good and she's like yeah i know i know you're like you know i'll come get you when i need you i'm like okay great i stayed up till four in the morning then this is where my conversation with anthony happened so like i'm just hanging out okay. with the boys because I'm, I'm thinking, okay, next day I know there's dates going on, but it's not going to be me. I'm cool. So then I'm sitting there uh, at like noon the next day. I hadn't showered or anything. Like I have like a, a hat on and stuff. And then CJ walks up. It's like, you want to go to date? I'm like, oh God, shit, I didn't shower. And you have you have no idea like how much time do I have? Like, just, like go throw some clothes. I'm like, shit, I didn't even trim my chest that day. And so... <laughs> So, so I go and I take like a real quick shower and everything. And then coming to find out, like, ultimately this date was like kind of time for the sunset. And so I had like three hours of sitting in my room by myself. Yeah. So I'm just like sitting there reading a fucking tourism pamphlet from the Cayman Islands, memorizing facts about <laughs> the place by myself. It's like, I don't have a phone. I don't have anything. Um, and, and I took another shower, but, uh, and so then like three hours later, I, actually go on the date and it's hilarious but you know like oh, i okay. i can tell it's like she was looking for someone who uh you you can kind of tell what side i was on i feel like and yeah. she wanted a little bit more controversy but i i had a good time on the date she's very entertaining like we we learned a lot about each other and it's funny because we're so she's driving the car and we go past this castle i had no idea i was gonna live in this castle and I'm like, and, and she had just previously told me that she was a feminist and a modern feminist. I'm like, well, I don't know what a modern feminist is, but I, I understand what feminism is. And I was like, you know, it's, it's funny that we're driving past a castle right now, because when you think about like the princess complex and like the role of Disney movies, kind of from a very young age, yes. making women think that, you know, it's just going to be a knight yep. in shining armor to come rescue them. You know, like yeah. it, that perfect timing. And there was no response. And I didn't realize at the time that, you know, there were a little more things going on in maybe someone's ear than I was aware of. And so I was like, did all my sociology classes in college just not pay off for that? Because like, right, right. what the fuck, you know? And uh, and then we, we go in the same, like it, she, she's a phenomenal person, uh, like very, very funny. 
and it, it was funny at first she says to me she's like so you're clearly a comedian like what's your you know where were you trained yeah. i was like not a comedian i mean my parents dinner table like they just insult me so <laughs> i don't know she's someone where like i've never dated someone like that and so it was just uh it was a great experience and like you know wish her nothing but the best so oh i love to hear yeah. that what was something that really surprised you during the entire experience something that kind of just you weren't expecting you kind of went into it a little bit but was there something particular that you were just really surprised by? Yeah, I mean, I was actually, I, I think what was most surprising was just how much it changed me as a person. The, we knew going in the show's a comedy, you know, it's a parody of an actual dating show, but there's real emotions, but also it's more like the people you're exposed to on it. And every single person is from such a different demographic background, whatever, but our group chat, that's a great group chat. Uh, there's some very entertaining Aww. things. It's like, you know, like these people like that, that's my family now. And so for Aww. me personally, like I kind of said earlier, it's like working on Wall Street, it's like just a bunch of like white, boring people. And then I go here, I'm like, yeah, these are my guys. So it's like, I was learning, uh, and what would be funny is like, people would be talking to me like, wait, hold on, I'm gonna pause you guys. What does this word mean? And then they'd like tell me it. And so like, you know, like I would learn like what period means. So you'd say something like period. Now I do that normal vocabulary or cap and no cap. I had no fucking clue what that yes. was. Yeah. Right. I'd be like, here and I'm like, wait, hold on, hold on. Cap is true or false or like, <laughs> what's going on? And it, yes. it was so fucking funny. And it's like, to me, like, you know, I, I feel like we're in a, like a very weird time right now in society where there's so much tension, so much whatever we're all idiots on the show. So it's like, you can watch this shit and like, look at, look at everyone get along. And like, once, you know, you don't have a phone yeah. around, you have no kind of barriers or anything. It's like, we all have so much more in common right. than people think. And like, that's the beauty of yeah. it. And it's like, like what Anthony said to me, I would never be friends with you if I saw you on the street, but now like, I fuck with you, you're my guy. And it's like, same, yeah. I said it more eloquently, but you know, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, it was yeah. such a great experience for me. Cause it's just like, I feel like, you know, it helped me kind of like, I, I felt like I, you know, and working on Wall Street, like you focus on money and all this shit. And it's like, it just, I felt like it helped me to just like get out of myself and like stop, you know, being like a jaded individual and like really just kind of like emphasis, like the child and everyone, you know, that's who we are. And that was like the best part of it, being Very able to true. emphasize that. Definitely. And you're able to connect with that person exactly right? yeah exactly. I love that. that's a beautiful and like thing. i wish everyone could have that experience because it's like mm -hmm. i feel like in your 20s you know you kind of people go and you know some people it's like relationships work out great like for me it didn't and like one of the things that cj was like very crying about my prior relationships was like yeah like i had been in one for five and a half years and one for two and a half and it's like you know they wow. didn't work out great um and you know i'm here but it's like a, a lot of it was that, you know, I wasn't able to be vulnerable with myself and to kind of put all that out there. And then right. you go on F boy Island and it's like, <laughs> this is the experience I needed. It's hilarious. I love hearing that. I think that's amazing. And, you know, I always tell my clients, like your twenties are just for dating and finding mm -hmm. yourself. You know, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be looking for that partner in your twenties. You really and I think shouldn't. that's so smart because you put that pressure on yourself to like do that. Yeah. And it's better when you just don't have the pressure. That's like when the natural organic stuff comes. Cause if you think you're focused exactly. on something, that's probably wrong. And then it's like, who knows what comes out of left field and then, Hey, there you are. So. Definitely. Yeah. I couldn't agree yeah. more. And I have to, because I told you before that, that I have a sex podcast. Yes. 
So I have to ask you a little spicy okay, question. Okay, let's do it. So you guys were there for a long time. I mean, a long right? Time. It was a pretty yeah. long time. <laughs> so were you, so did you get any time to, you know, like relief that tension? If you know what I'm, where I'm going here? <laughs> is this, this is like a popular podcast. Cause I'm about to, I'm, I'm about to say something that's hilarious. It's, Let's yeah, do it. I mean, I, yeah, so yeah. I had two phones. Um, I'm not the person that I think uh, <laughs> CJ was talking about. Like, you look like you have two. I had two phones. Yes. And so I hid one. And production obviously didn't find out. Uh, and so when I was eliminated, I had my second phone. And I definitely utilized that. Uh, and one okay. thing I will say is I remember Matt Chamberlain coming into my room and be like, bro, can I borrow your phone? And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I, I just need it for like, 15 minutes and i'm like you know what honestly i'm man of the people Go sure. ahead. here it is <laughs> it. it's like are you using instagram or are you texting no don't do that you're using it for okay cool fine so i give him that so we had my phone during that um and my room in the castle also had internet on the tv so okay Okay. All yep. right. Well, that, that answers yep. the question. No female interaction though. Don't worry. I'm still single. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you think you would ever go on another reality TV show? Uh, you know, potentially. I mean, I feel like this was a really interesting experience for me because I, I wasn't aware of the world uh, of reality TV. And now that I am, it's like, you know, Hey, you kind of, you go on it, people know who you are and you know, yeah. You put your personality out there. I'm very comfortable with putting that out there. So potentially, who knows? We'll see. So when you got off the show, was it like a flood of your DMs? Was it just kind of like, whoa, everybody knows me. Everyone's like coming at me from different directions. Well, so I was, I, I really didn't tell that many people. There was only a few people who kind of knew me uh, that I was very specific, like, hey, I'm doing this. And then took a you know a little bit of a sabbatical went to fboy island worked on myself became a better person yeah. but funny though because like i came back like didn't have any dating apps or anything and i don't have any right now and just taking time to myself seeing like what happened so the the dms are there and they're very entertaining um i actually i love twitter uh my mother doesn't really understand it's all comedy yet and it is <laughs> twitter is so funny and it's like i i try and reply to everyone and engage with everyone but i'm having a blast dealing with it all it's uh it's it's just like this you know i think people realize like this is a very entertaining thing and it's it's a narrative on what modern it's it's not like like okay yeah. bennett jordan who when he watches this will find this funny it's like you know you go put your a perfect version of yourself like we've all done that it doesn't get you anywhere at the end of the day because you have to like really be yourself. So for this, it's like to be word disasters. You see the left and right, like the worst, the worst, like a water balloon fight. I'm talking about being yeah. put on disciplinary information in college for that. So it's like, yeah. it's hilarious. Yes. So good. I know. Like I said, I, I dragged my husband to watch it, but he was sitting there going, can we watch another episode? I mean, this is great. No, you no, know, like you, you, it's so entertaining. And it's funny because uh, one of the producers, it was Ben. He was like, look, the way this is going to work out is you're going to tune in for the name. And you're like, what, what, what is this? And then yeah. you're going to want to hate it. And then you're going to love it and be addicted. And I'm honestly, I feel like that's the reception people have been giving it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I feel so lucky to be able to like chat with you guys and get to know you. And like, I mean, I feel like I know you so well. I feel like well I know now, you too. You know, just this, right? Isn't yeah. that cool? I love that. 
podcasting is such a passion. It's so so it's, this is funny because my brother has a podcast, Sean Mo Hoops, but oh, cool. it's it's on uh, college basketball, and it's like there's okay. this meme where it's like your mom's the only one that listens to your podcast, and maybe maybe <laughs> that's true, but like the podcast thing, it's just so funny because he's go on you talk about whatever there's no censorship there's no whatever it's just raw and vulnerable and so it's like hey who knows yeah. maybe i'll start one i'll interview you who knows i would love that <laughs> and i would absolutely help it's so funny because half the guys that i you know messaged <clears throat> to come on mine were like oh we i want to start my own can you give yeah. me tips and i'm like Fuck yeah of course exactly. i can like i love doing that you know because everybody needs to find their passion i feel like now you're a member of the f family oh thank you well i do have a yes. request if you can on the thread tell them that you interviewed with me and you hopefully had a great time i had, I had a blast i mean did not seem like it i had a blast i'm so yeah. glad and just you know because i think they're probably a little nervous like what to yeah, expect yeah. tell them i'm cool i'm chill cool, like, you know, fine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'd really of appreciate course, I got that. You. <laughs> perfect what are you looking for in, in your partner, you know, going forward? Yeah, no, I, I, I think for me, like in, in a partner, it's like, you know, someone who is your best friend, who you can have fun with and whatever. And I, I feel like for me, my mistake's always been looking for looks over anything else and like looking for a stereotype of what I thought I wanted. Yeah. And now it's, I, you know, you realize like the personality is the most important thing, compatibility that you guys have. So it's like, I become much more open to that. And it's like, hey, this is not exactly maybe what I thought, but what I thought was wrong, because that hasn't gotten me anywhere. And it's like led to a lot of, you know, not great things. And so I think it was going on, you know, reality TV that made me kind of open my mind to that, where it's like, we all kind of have the ideal versions of like what we want in life, but that's not right whatever we think is usually wrong is what I've learned. And so it's like, you know, being open to anything and everything and just kind of seeing where things go. Yeah. yeah. And the best advice I can say is on a first date, 100% be yourself. 100%. Exactly. And just don't hide what you're looking for. Like don't play the games, you know, just be upfront because I'm telling you on the first date with my husband, we've been married for 10 years. Congratulations. Thank you. I basically just said, I want a relationship. I want to be married within like two to three yeah. years and have kids right after that. And I could have scared the shit out of him, but you can't scare off the right it's, person. Exactly. They'll be there for Period. that. It's like, I'm an annoying person. And like, I, like, I love when people are like, I'm annoying. It's <laughs> no, like, you're not. This is only, uh, we're only doing this for an hour. Just wait. If you deal with me all day. <laughs> Um, but you know, no, I mean, I think that's one of the things like, you have to be honest with who you are. And if you're not, it's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it was Colin who said this, someone was like, you know, you can only really hide yourself for three months. Anyone can be someone for three months, but it's, you know, right. three months, one day, that's, that's when your true personality comes out. And so that's right. it's like, why not bring that out right. on day one and skip that whole time? The Overlook. Have you been to the Overlook bar? Yes. Yes. It's a great okay. Place. So that's like Peter and Dustin's like favorite place. Dustin? Bartends there all the time. Oh, okay, okay. Like every Wednesday, if you ever go on a Wednesday, Dustin Kendrick. I'm Irish, so I can drink every day of the week. You got to do. Oh, perfect. <laughs> My kind of people. You got to go on a Wednesday. Okay. He will be bartending, and you got to say, "Aaron Hill sent me," and he's gonna lose his shit. He'll love it. <laughs> so, where can people find you on Twitter, Instagram? Give us all the info. It's Mark Moran. And this is funny, like my, uh, prior to this, I had like 600 followers on these things. I don't have that many on Twitter or anything, but it was like N period, R period, Moran, whatever. And Davish, who's on the show, who like does social media management for a living, he's like, your shit sucks, dude. 
like change it. I'm like, well, I can't, I was trying to buy Mark Moran, the Instagram handle from like this Irish kid. And he's like, I think oh. this is a scam. And I'm like, dude, just give it to me. Like, you know, I'll pay you a thousand bucks. That's <laughs> he doesn't sell it. So I'm like, all right, I guess it's Mark Moran. And it's like, well, it's CJ Franco. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's me. She didn't pick me, but that's a, that's the next. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that all the time where they can't get like their full name. So they have to do that yeah, and like, all the time. I'm like, bro, it's not a scam. Just give it to me. Like, I, I don't know actually <laughs> how you change the thing, but I was going to get to that point when I needed to. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, totally. Oh my gosh. Mark, you are such a joy. I love chatting with you. Aaron, this Thank is you great. so much for doing this with me and you'll have to come back. I'd love to have you come we will. back. We will. We'll talk. We'll, we'll go on this sex podcast and, you know, chop it up. A little. Oh my God. Yes. Actually you can be, oh my God. I have a great idea. You be my, my guest, like co-host. I have guest co-hosts all okay. the time. So we'll do you, me and Bennett and you'll be my guest co-host. That's perfect. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're doing that. I love that. Wow. But I got to warn you, I mean, I go there. We talk about threesomes. Yeah, so former altar boy, I'm good for that. <laughs> yes, I cannot wait. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, Amazing, this was awesome. You're great. Mark, thank you so much. You were amazing. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. Was... My first one, you set the bar so high. I don't know how we're ever going to. They're never going to be able to exceed. Never. It's they high. can try, but. They can try. Exactly. <laughs> You guys, thank you so much for listening to my very first episode with the F-boy, uh, Mark Moran. I'm a good, I'm a nice Mark. guy. Oh, that's right. Well, I got to call you an F-boy. Yeah, I got to call you an F-boy yeah. because I'm not going to out you, right? <laughs> Mark Moran from F-boy Island. There we go. And I have loved every second. So you guys, thank you so much for listening and make sure to stay safe and always stay cozy. Until next time. Bye. 